2016, the Thrill Me podcast has somehow survived a second year. Jared? Technically, we've got a few months to go before we <laughs> say we knocked up one year. But yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll claim we'll, a win. We'll cop it as a year. It's a um, threshold. Oh, I'm surprised we didn't go down just from a sheer te- technological standpoint. <laughs> We're hanging out how, how to work out a laptop. It was close a few times. <laughs> Gibbo, good to hear from you in the new year, mate. The calendar has turned. Yes, how was your uh, how was your New Year's and Christmas, mate? Spent with mostly family I didn't like, and as a result, I basically spent the whole time drunk. So it was perfect. Ah, sounds like sounds you'd like rather watch pieces again. <laughs> mate, it'd be a close second to pieces in the shit <laughs> Some of it for sure. Excellent. All right. Well, my my Christmas is quiet, Jared. Yeah, similar. Nothing too. Not a big one. No. Mainly about the kids now. So. Yeah. I just sit in the corner and grumble for a couple of hours. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you're, you you're, going the, you're going to be the grumpy uncle at all the family <laughs> gatherings, Jared. I can already tell. Yeah, yeah. Piss off. Leave me alone. <laughs> Gibbo, what did you manage to watch in the lead up to New Year's? Uh, yeah, well, not as much as I would have liked, but I've got, got a few things in. I've actually been binging the shit out of a thing on it's another Netflix um, job, um, and it's, it's like a poor man's Vikings called uh, The Last Kingdom. Oh yeah, mm, um, I saw the ad on there. Yeah, it started out a bit slow, um, but it sort of picked up. It, it, it's basically the similarities between it and Vikings. I'm not too sure if either of you guys ever got into that one. I think I mentioned it a while back when I watched it. Yeah, you did. I'm already yeah. three seasons into that one, and I'm waiting on the fourth one because it's actually pretty good. Yeah, this, this one's it, it's basically just a poor man's version, and there's a lot of crossing over of characters and stuff. I'm surprised they went ahead with it because it's the similarities are just all over the place, it, and it kind of rehashes a lot of the same storylines and stuff. It's very strange that they've decided to do it, but. It's still pretty good, and I'm just a, a, a sucker for that sort of stuff. So I've been sucked into the vortex, but um, I've only got one episode to go. I think in the in the season, it's only eight episode season, but they're hours. So um, yeah, it's actually been pretty good. Um, is uh, this a Netflix original? I, I think it is, mate. Yeah, I'm, I, I have to double check to be honest. Hang on a sec, I'll, I'll double check that because I feel like it is, but I don't remember seeing the Netflix thing at the start every time. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, I think it is because it was sort of featured. Yeah, um, yeah, on Netflix at the start of the year or, or, or after Christmas, it was kind of featured, it, and it's been featured it only a couple popped of times. Up. Yeah, it only popped up. Yeah, it is a Netflix original. Yeah, um, okay. it only popped up a couple of days ago, and I just went, "Oh, I'll check that out." And yeah, like I said, just got it sucked up. into the wormhole. But it was worthwhile. The, the, well, the, the the lead actor in it, he he is like a clone of a young Brad Pitt. He's obviously been picked for his looks and not necessarily his acting, but he's not too bad. Mm. Uh, and the, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty rote, like just paint by numbers, you know, uh, period, drama sort of shit. But um, some of the writing's pretty good and it's, it's interesting. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have bothered with it. But um, sure. I am a bit of a completist too, so it's kind of hard for me to not not watch things. But, yeah, no, I'd, I'd still say it's worth a look. If you've, if you've got some time on your hands, it's worth a, worth checking out. I wouldn't say it's amazing. It's no Game of Thrones or or anything like that, but it's uh, it's decent. Okay. Anything else, mate? Uh, other than that... Yeah, there would be. I, I, can't, I can't keep track of this shit. I've got to start taking notes. Yeah. If I started doing some preparation for this, you guys would probably have like six followers instead of four. Yeah, yeah that's fuck, right. Lift, fuck, mate. mate, lift your game. We need those. <laughs> we need those numbers, mate. Anything we can get. Yeah. All right, well, Jared, what about you? Good movies, it might help too, to be honest, but whatever. Oh, come on, stop it. What are you saying? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, we'll get get serious, Gibbo. <laughs> yeah, I've got, a, I've got a decent list. Um, after the sort of, I was still in Rocky mode. So I jumped on to Grudge Match because <laughs> that was the closest I could get that wasn't a Rocky movie. It was closer, uh, right? 
Yeah, well, it actually wasn't bad. Yeah. There was, uh, they, they kept the Kevin Hart to a minimum, which was a good call. But, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, against my better judgment and the, the strong advice from Gibbo, I watched The Ridiculous Six. Oh, shit. Oh, that's it. Yeah, sorry. That, is, that was on my list, and I've expunged it from my brain for a <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I tried to oh, warn you, mate. That is the most insulting, just disgraceful attempt at a movie. If Netflix isn't regretting the Adam Sandler decision by now, they should be. It's atrocious. Yeah. Well, I think... I think the positive to be seen out of it was I think the quality of it was good in terms of yeah, you could see the money spent on it. It looked fine. So I think that side of things was good, and I'm happy to see Netflix make original movies and TV shows because the rest of it seems to be going. But you're right, the Adam Sandler call was, was wrong. That's bad. It's, 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 it's pretty like really terrible. Ra- it's a more racist, more dodgy humour version of Don't Mess With The Zohan. That's what it reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, yeah. The, the stupid superpower stuff that goes on, I, I don't understand any of that stuff. And the, the biggest I'm, running gag was a donkey with diarrhoea. Let's, it's I'm not, ashamed to admit I laughed at that once or twice. Oh, yeah, well, you, you would. But, the yeah, the, I think you're 100% right. Like, the biggest part of the biggest problem with it was it was just completely, like, insensitive in that regard. Just totally, it was almost childish. But childish from you know, the 80s. No though, surprise. In terms of from just the, non, the lack of awareness of just racial issues. It's just. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the. Oh, I mean, uh, making gags about like the names of Indian people. Yeah. Like it, it's just. Or American Indian, um, Native American people. It just. It's just poor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. I wouldn't recommend it. But I th- I'm still I'm still all for the Netflix original stuff. Sure. I saw the Good Dinosaur. Uh, took the kids to see that. Is it worth the yeah. hype? Pretty good. Uh, look, it's Pixar, so it's it's enjoyable, but it's nothing you haven't seen before. Basically, they're ticking all the same boxes as you've seen in other Disney movies. Um, the most interesting a- aspect for me was there's uh, there's a couple of uh, dinosaurs that appear to be junkies. Quite clearly, drug addicts. That's an interesting decision. <laughs> okay. They're sort of like thieves and make gags about, you know, missing teeth, and then one of them's kind of scratching his arm the whole time and stuff. I was sitting there going, <laughs> wow. they're, they're clearly junkies. <laughs> um, but the yeah, it's, Pixar? yeah, if you've got, you know, if you've got kids, they'll, they'll like it. Um, I watched, I caught up on the mid season finales of Flash and Arrow. Mm-hmm. Not sure how I feel about this mid season finale business now, Just like going on the break. Going on the break over Christmas just to you know have a little bit more of a cliffhanger in the middle of the season, um, but I still enjoy those two shows. Arrow's taken a bit of a dip for me, but I still like the Flash. It's it's still right up there. I know some people aren't enjoying this season as much, but I'm I'm still on board. I watched the first four episodes of Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it. More of the same of those two shows. I like a couple of the decisions they've made to go with sort of like a grown up Jimmy Olsen, and uh, it's very much on the sort of uh, you know the female empowerment sort of angle and I think that's that's good the main character is obviously female her sister plays a large role the villains are female so uh, and they're playing it up it's quite obvious what they're doing they're talking about it in the shows about you know women um, so I think it's I think that's good good to see uh, Jessica Jones I got back on I dug into Escape from New York hey a little bit of old, the old John, John Carpenter. Carpenter yeah I looked at that because I picked up a, a comic that that led directly from the first film and then Basically, it's called Escape from Florida. <laughs> you didn't basically you didn't dive into Escape from LA, did you? No, I did. I, I, I skipped Escape Escape from LA, but yeah, I, I I still dig that one. It's I just I don't know something about John Carpenter. All these films just have that unique sort of style. The soundtracks are just memorable. Like 
I really like John Carpenter. Certainly um, from that, that early, that 70s, 80s period. Yeah. Um, I went back to the cinemas with the kids again. Unfortunately, this time it was Alvin and the Chipmunks, oh, the road chip. Hey, you watch it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> turd, wouldn't you? Look, mate, you've been through it. I remember you telling me when you've yes. watched MVP, Most Valuable Primate, and things yes. like that. Sometimes you got to cop it. Um, thankfully, though, one of my children seemed to be scared of the Chipmunks, so I don't think I'll have to watch another one. Oh, good. Which is good. Breaking Bad, I'm nearly finished. I'm in the last season, a few yeah. episodes to go. Still enjoying it. Uh, and the last one was quite an interesting one. I dare say there's not a lot of people that would have watched it. But um, when I lived in Melbourne, uh, there was a comic shop that I went to very regularly that um, was also frequented by a fella that wrote comics. And he had a launch there called The Deep. And it's basically like a kid's... It's sort of, well, not necessarily a kid's. It's like an all-ages thing. It was his attempt at an all-ages adventure. And it's about a family that lives in submarines, basically. And it's kind of, it's almost like it's it's got a feeling of, um, you know, there's pirates involved, there's, you know, adventures on the ocean, this sort of stuff. This sort of stuff. But I actually went to a launch. I went, I went to the launch of the comics and I've heard him talk and I've heard him talk at conventions and things like that. And what's happened is he's taken off and he's now writing Iron Man and Batman for, for um, he's writing Iron Man for um, Marvel and he's written like Batman and um, the tie-in for the Injustice video game for DC so he's starting to take off Hmm. and as a result The Deep is now a TV show that started screening on Channel 7 a couple of weeks ago did it? yeah jeez so are we uh, talking during the day are we talking 7.30 in the morning it's a kids kids one but what's happened is uh, he released two volumes of The Deep I picked up both of them through, it was just through a local publisher, mm. um, Gestalt, who's, a, who's an Australian publisher. I picked it up there and um, I really enjoyed him. But what's happened is he's, he's held storylines that he had for more graphic novels back because they've given him quite a heavy role in this, writing episodes and stuff. And yeah, I, I really liked it. It's, I mean, it's clearly aimed for kids, but just the sort of backstory to it and the fact that I'd sort of read the, the graphic novels before they hit and it's still sort of fairly low-key, um, it was really interesting to see it from sort of from the start to, to now and I'm very, very happy for the bloke because he seems like a really, really good fella and I've, uh, I've heard him sort of talk a few times at the conventions. He always does the Aussie conventions. He's very sort of uh, approachable and accessible to fans, so I was really happy to see it and it's quite a good show. So good. Check it out if you've got kids. <clears throat> So that's my list. It was quite lengthy. Yes, yes. You obviously had plenty of time on your hands. I did. I was low-key after basically yakking up my my guts last episode. Mm. I didn't have a lot to, to cover. Uh, I watched a couple of movies. I, I re-watched Halloween 2, not the Rob Zombie one, the um, original one with a commentary track. Um, yeah, look, I still don't mind it. It, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a letdown from the original, but the commentary track was interesting, uh, and they, they touched on a few little bits and pieces about it that you know you don't really know about through the making ofs and everything so like like that. So it was worthwhile. <clears throat> I watched a thriller I found on iTunes called Dark was the Woods or Dark was the Forest or something like that. And basically, it was a creature sort of movie set in a little small town, and it was actually pretty good. I was just about to say, you really have watched everything else, haven't you? No, well, it was... <laughs> yeah, you really dig it. <laughs> it, turned out, it turned out the script was on um, the blacklist or whatever in 2010. Uh, so, and, and it had a guy that... The main guy was a fella I've seen 
He's in a lot of the Russell Crowe flicks. Real big, tall, muscly bastard. I think he was in Robin Hood. He's been around in a lot of movies recently, and he was actually pretty good. And it was a creature sort of movie that was a slow build. It kind of started with you know minimal sightings and stuff like that, and then you finally got to the end. It was worth it was worth a look. Hmm. The last one was I saw the remake of Silent Night Deadly Night, just called Silent Night. <laughs> the first one wasn't enough. The remake was all right. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. It was pure B grade B grade slock, but it did it reasonably well. All I want to know film. is if they remade Seven O'clock Time to Get Shit Faced. No, if they didn't, <laughs> I'm not I did not hear Seven O'clock Time to Get Shit Faced, which is a disappointment. <laughs> but it was all round not a bad remake as far as slasher flicks go. And that was it. I noticed you, you snuck it onto the, my DVD rack there. Oh, so I just chucked it in there just because I knew that you'd be interested. I guess I'll just have to bloody... Because I know what would happen. Just... I'd mention it and you'd go, oh, yeah, yeah stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Can I borrow it? It yeah. might just, look, it might just fall into me DVD player. You just start pissing and moaning about it. I haven't given it to you. And... Yeah, I okay. know. All right. Let's take a break because today we're going to cover Carl Weathers' First leading man role? That'd be a fair assessment? Uh, I couldn't confirm that. I don't think he'd been in anything else as the leading man, but this is his first lead role in 1988's Action Jackson. So stick around. Now, if we tell you about Action Jackson, you promise not to go befouling our patrol car? There's been a lot of talk about Sergeant Jericho Jackson. Some say that some researchers at NASA created him to be the first man to walk on the moon without a spacesuit. Harvard Law degree. Your old partner seems to be some kind of magnet for trouble. He wouldn't have it any other way. But forget everything you've heard. Jackson is so vicious, we don't even let him have a gun. Because action speaks louder than words. Chill out. Why do they call you action? Whip! Have to catch a cat. Now I got you. <laughs> the one big fella. This is Action Jackson. I bet you make a good living at this, don't you? Some action. Yabby dabby doo. One, two, three, go! If I was to hit you a dick, you'd probably slap my little body right through that wall. I was thinking about it. Carl Weathers is Action Jackson, and action is on the way. Mark it on your calendar. That day is coming. Action Jackson from 1988, directed by Craig Baxley, a favourite of ours. Love him. He's done Stone Cold, The A-Team, but he hasn't actually di- directed anything since 2011. That's now, how can that be? That is there must have been something in Hollywood that needs to be blown up between 2011 <laughs> and now. Yeah, how exactly. is it possible that he hasn't directed anything? Yeah. Ridiculous. I'm not happy. It's produced by Joel Silver, who produced Die Hard, Predator, The Matrix, and screenplay by Robert Reno, who did one of our faves, Demolition Man. That's, a, that's surely not too far away. It stars Carl Weathers as Sergeant Jericho Action Jackson. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Craig T. Nelson uh, as Peter Delaplane. Vanity, 
as Sydney Ash. Now, interestingly enough, Vanity was in Terror Train. Really? Yeah. Shit. And Sharon Stone as Patrice Delaplane. The budget for this was about $7 million, and it made about $20 million domestic. They were actually looking to turn this into a franchise. <laughs> Due to poor box boy, you laughed. Well, Sony laughed at him too. Sony went, nah. Yeah, yeah. Due to poor box office, it just didn't happen. It's because I wish it was a franchise, but I understand why. <laughs> In a way. <laughs> yeah. Look, a basic synopsis is Sergeant Action Jackson starts going after a crooked car dealer, I think he is, or rich car mogul, who's linked yeah. with some bad guys uh, associated with the union. Well, they're in Detroit, mate. He couldn't make anything other than cars, could he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gibbo, what are your thoughts, mate? What do you give it out of five? Uh, first of all, my thoughts are um, we need to do good movies at some point. <laughs> oh, fuck. This, this, You're hard to please. Well, mate. Yeah, this this has this has a lot of the so bad it's good factor going for it though in terms of completely unintentional comedy, some of the one liners and stuff, and just a lot of the story arc really makes for a good laugh. Some of the acting in it, that vanity chick you're talking about, I don't know if she was supposed to be a musician in real life or or what happened. I know two yeah, of the songs she was, she was one of Prince's she was in Prince's stable. Yeah. Oh really? Well, that explains yeah. a lot. But uh, she, she's got to be one of the worst actresses ever. And I think I saw she got a Golden Raspberry Award or got a nomination or something for it because, like, if she's not just reading off stuff written on his chest while he's standing in front of her, I'll eat my own hat. (laughs) Well, there'd be plenty on there. (laughs) A lot of room. She's she's terrible. (laughs) Um, Obviously a pretty early turn for Sharon Stone too, but she's atrocious in it as well. Mm. And from all the the props we gave Carl Weathers for his work in the the Rocky franchise, (laughs) he had a bit of a fall back to earth here, if I could put it lightly. Some of his stuff's just... You're not happy. fucked. (laughs) But but the movie is entertaining to watch. There we go. There you go. It is. It's oh yeah. It's it's a stinking pile of shit. But it's one that you wouldn't mind kicking around for a while. You know, like <laughs> yeah. yeah no, nah, it, it's a terrible movie, but entertaining at the same time. Like a couple of times, I actually smiled and had a little bit of a chuckle. So you smiled, mate. You need to watch Stone Cold. I've seen Stone Cold. <laughs> like right now. Yeah. You need to watch yeah. It now. <laughs> so Gibbo, what do you give it out of five on your shit meter? Out of five on a shit meter, it's about a four and a half. No. But um, in terms Cause, of... Because you're, you're not big on anything. I've decided to nickname your out of five mate, shit meter. I don't know that that's fair. I'm big on a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> but it's been including my chair, actually, right now. But it's... Yeah, I, I'm not going to give a shit movie a good score just to keep you happy, Adam. That's not how I work, mate. I'm, I, won't be, I won't be bought. Uh, yeah, this is, our, this, this is what happens when you start your own podcast. Where we can make it look like you're the idiot because you don't like it. So. <laughs> shit meter. Well, okay, <laughs> shit meter. What do you give it out of five, mate? What people? That how have, does a movie like this stack up? Yeah, well, people that have seen the movie will know who the idiots are, so I'll just leave it up to them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a two. Two. I'm. Probably, I think I might come in for a bit of stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better get going then. You better jump in. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm like you, Gibbo. I think it's unintentionally funny. It's shit, but it's entertaining shit. And I could have watched it any time. I enjoyed most of it. Uh, my bigger problems have to do with the villains and their sort of why they're doing what they're doing. <laughs> why? Uh, that was quite clear myself. But for, anyway. me, for me, it's kind of like a three. Only because if I, if, if, it got, if I threw it on, I'd sit through it, you know, like I'd, I'd probably get something out of it. But I will agree that there are a lot of problems 
but the so bad it's good factor probably holds you in. Can I go with two and a half? I feel bad. Two and a half? I feel like it's actually a two and a half. Yeah, two is a bit harsh. Because I, I need to have room for all the other movies you guys are going to make me watch. They're going to be way worse than this. So <laughs> Yeah, the shit smells rubbing off on you finally. Yeah, no, t- two and a half. I will give it a two and a half. It, it is enjoyable. But yeah, the, the villain stuff, you're right. It's it, There's some absolutely non-single stuff there. But yeah, uh, yeah two and, I'll, I'll revise up to a two and a half. So two and a half and Gibbo, three for me, Jared. Yeah, look, I was in that range. I think I'm going to lean towards a three because, I mean... You're both right. It is. It's pure shit. But I, I just, I was loving it. I was just loving every minute of it. It's basically the kind of movie I wish The Rock would make. You know, because this is what I miss miss about action movies these days. There's not enough cheese. Because you know, back when Action Jackson was being made, okay, it didn't come off as well as say a Die Hard. But there were so many explosions and cheesy lines and stuff that I was just. I was beaming the whole way through. I was absolutely loving it. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the three. It's Good got its problems, but um, but very enjoyable. All right. What 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 do we like about this this film? I'm gonna dive straight in and just sort of say those first couple of scenes just tell us exactly what we're in for. It's got ridiculously huge explosions. <laughs> yeah. Extreme kind of violence. And then followed by some shit comedy. Yeah, <laughs> so so exactly. we know within five minutes exactly what we're going to get. Yeah, look, I actually thought, dare I say, Craig Baxley exercised some restraint. We did get a full-on explosion for 20 minutes. So I thought, shit, what's he doing? You know, being stone cold, <laughs> a boat had blown up before we got a chance to blink. This is all second unit stuff um, to start with. Yeah, yeah. it's sort of – the opening scene is exactly kind of what I loved about it. They just – all they go is a, a stupid bit of sort of exposition. Oh, here, quick. I'm dictating a letter. Exposition, exposition. <laughs> signed. Yeah, it's a dumb. Mr. Exposition. <laughs> um, and then these sort of characters bust through the window with a maximum of noise and and then all of a sudden they disappear into nothing. And, and, you know, for the rest of the scene, they're sort of invisible unless they need to break something or make a quick, you know, flick a knife and go and throw it at someone. Yeah. Um, so it was just a cheesy shit that I was I was uh, I was expecting to it to be really sort of bad because I hadn't seen this movie in ages and because it was forgotten I was just thinking you know it's just going to be one of those really bad ones but right from the get go you just packed full of that cheesy shit that I ended up laughing about. I'd go back even a little earlier than you guys for the first like the soundtrack intro. If that doesn't light up your life, nothing will. Uh, oh. Is is the, that Action Jackson? The, 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 <laughs> the, the song? I, I don't know what it is, but as soon as you hear the synthesizer and just the lyrics, the whole thing, they're doing the panning in across the city. I actually, I was sitting there, I was, had my headphones in watching on my phone, just like in bed or whatever, and I actually took my headphones out and I said to my wife, just listen to this. And she just started cracking up laughing and shook her head. Oh, so, that's right. It's yeah. the point assist. Yeah, if, you, if you don't know what you're in for he, when you hear that. He turned me up or something He like turned that. me out or something. Oh. You know what it reminded me of? The, the, the credits, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, 100%. Because Beverly Hills Cop does exactly the same thing. Yep. Goes through Detroit, has a, a, a killer sort of synthesized oh, soundtrack. Was that the Neutron Dance? That was um, The Heat Is On. Oh, The Heat Is On, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I am. Um, it's not, fuck, it's not Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> I strongly, <laughs> strongly point out I'm not saying this is Beverly Hills Cop. But it's kind of Beverly Hills Cop light a little bit. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop light with an extra layer of cheese. <laughs> On top. That's fair. Um, I actually, the montage from the montage though, it was, I mean, it was laughable, but I, as soon as I heard that song and I saw, you know, all the pictures 
even if they hadn't have put the shot up saying you know Detroit, mm. you would have you would have been under no sort of confusion about where and when this movie was taking place. Yeah. <laughs> it was clear it was Detroit, and it's in the eighties, in the thick of the eighties. I'm going to throw it out there and say that all round, I kind of loved the soundtrack. It was full of those eighties synthesizer pop oh, songs. I laughed every time I started that just, up. Epitomised 1986 through 89. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about the, the, the one and scene where he, uh, it just flashes for no reason, flashes to Action Jackson in the club watching Vanity's performance, and you have to sit through her whole song, and yeah. then oh, it just goes to a, a dressing room scene. It's out of nowhere. And they, I think yeah. Action's it's also wearing a vinyl jacket. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> That's the best and part what of the I scene. Love about that scene too, Gibbo is. She's singing and dancing in front of him, and Carl Weathers keeps giving her this. I guess it's supposed to be a sexy look or something. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like a dopey idiot with a big grin on his face. Yeah, he keeps doing the slice and a <laughs> sly giggle, and then she's gyrating, but she looks like she's having some sort of mild She's doing like yeah. Vogue, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? Oh, ridiculous. It's, it's definitely a period piece for the 80s. <laughs> oh, it's a period piece. Not, not to mention her now, giant hair. Oh, yeah. Shocking. Now, I'm going to throw to my, one of my personal favourite likes. The first lines uttered after the, the credits finish are Thomas F. Wilson, F. Wilson going, my place was a regular fuckfest last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then it's topped off by... Then it's topped off by a couple of even better lines from his partner. <laughs> yeah, he says, oh, yeah. you have a dub. You, you haven't had a woman in your place since your mum moved you in. And then he says, we'll call your place House of Wax. Yeah. <laughs> and the look on the look on old Biff Tannen's face when he's sort of, you know, <laughs> it's acting 101, kind of yeah. drops his line and then sits there looking at his feet. <laughs> you know. But I also love the fact that it's a regular fuck fest. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, just like the... a, not like a impressive fuck fest <laughs> or a huge fuck fest or something. It's, it's just a regular. <laughs> it's just regular. Regular's better, mate. You don't want to wear yourself out early. But the movie the movie then continues on with even more classic stuff. They get back to the police precinct and then these two coppers they become sex pests and start hovering <laughs> around this prostitute. Yeah. That's kosher. Hair job. That was pretty bad. I actually you know what? I, I actually did really like one thing that they did. Even though it was just it was a little bit on the nose, but I kind of I liked it in some ways was when they get the guy that's um you know ends up becoming sort of a running gag. They get the they get the guy for bag snatching, and then they start sort of talking about Jackson, talking about like Action Jackson, like he's some sort of myth. Or, you know, I actually really like that because they're talking about it, and obviously you know that wouldn't really scare anyone. But the bloke in the back is, well, you know, fuck, you know, who is this guy? And then when he actually sort of runs into his office, it's a great intro. Yeah, he sees yeah, the name plate into, and then know. basically faints. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Believable. it's just. It is such a. It is. Uh, it's the perfect sort of intro to the character for the the movie, the yeah. tone that this movie had set. You know, it was bloody over the top and ridiculous. So I ended up liking that. When normally I would have thought that's a that's a stencher. Yeah, yeah. I actually think Gibbo. I would agree that there is some acting problems. Um, <laughs> Vanity. Yeah, there's a feeling that she's not. There, she's really just reading it off the board. Somebody and, thought say, somebody thought they were going to go cross promotion here. Yeah, and have a have a couple of musical hits. It was probably that well. the old early days of cross promotion because but she was that, on Prince's stable. Anyone that listened to that first song that she sang probably should have had the good sense to cut out the second one. And look, Weathers is not 
Basically, he's just Apollo Creed again. Oh, fuck. Just I will not cop. hear this. I just won't hear it. But I actually think some of the other ca- the, the other cast is made up of some seasoned professionals, people who know what they're, you know, kind of know what they're doing. Your Robert Davies, your Bill Dukes, your Craig T. Nelsons. They, they, yeah. they at least know that they are decent enough actors and they know what they're in to at least deliver something. Uh, the cast overall is quite good. Yeah. Oh, um, I noticed also deep, our mate from Die Hard. And Lethal Weapon. The depth is the depth is massive. Everybody's in Lethal Something Weapon, Die Hard, <laughs> Predator. The, basically, all of the B grade people out of all of those movies are in here somewhere. It's like a who's who of shit yeah. movies or background movies. Yeah. Can yeah. I just can I just drop the drop the biggest one that I I've found though? Obviously, you know I was uh, in the scene where he goes into that sort of club and then gets bailed up by those guys. First things first. Miguel Nunes is doing the talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm expecting him half, I'm sort of half expecting him to sort of, oh, baby. <laughs> a little damage and then, Yeah, and then the the other guy steps in, and I'm thinking, this guy's got a Latino accent, but he doesn't look Latino. Then it's fucking hit me. It was Bobby Six Killer. Bobby Six Killer. <laughs> 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 that, he was the bloke that was sort of started doing the talking and putting on a terrible Latino oh, accent yeah, when yeah. he's actually Native American. Right. And I was looking at it, I'm going, he looks strangely familiar. <laughs> IMDB, Bobby Six Killer. Yeah, he was the interpreter because the other guy was speaking gibberish. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. But yeah, yeah that's right. everyone, Sonny Landon. My favourite was the, the Sonny little, Landon one. Yeah, that was awesome. The, the little yeah, dude he's just going off. Well. I, I reckon Landham was just going off improvy. Yeah. Tell, tell him whether she was going to kill him. <laughs> because he was, yeah, yeah, they just let the cameras roll. That wasn't <laughs> that even was off script. Yeah. <laughs> I think the drugs were probably real too, based on you know the yeah, stories yeah. about Sonny Landon. But it, basically, it's accidentally... Just, just uh, uh, it's like a it's a like a yearbook for fucking eighties movies. Yeah, yeah. everybody, Back including the future, his predator, lethal weapon, including his ex partner who was in yeah, Argyle's in there. His ex partner in the movie is in Lethal Weapon. Linda, he talks about how he in Lethal Weapon. He talks about how he was you know he cries. I was crying in bed last night. Yeah, yeah. So why were you crying? Were you with a woman? That's why I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that guy, he, he's in Lethal Weapon. You got the my favourite '80s thug who's in every one of those movies. The little, yeah, the little, little yeah, yeah. He's he's in everything. Bill so it wasn't who, who's who of that period. But yeah, then you sneak in Back to the Future as well. Yeah, <laughs> and what you ended up getting was a a cast of professionals. You know, yeah. the ones who didn't stack up are the ones who obviously haven't been around for a while. Yeah, you know, like Vanity was obviously very early in her career. Sharon Stone early in her career, uh, and Carl Weathers. You know, he was sort of. I just don't think he had the range. Vanity though, Gibbo's spot on. He, she is just noticeably awful. She actually reminded Every me time of the she's chick on from uh, from Commando. I feel like she had a lot of her sort of acting chops, and they did look a bit similar too. You, you remember the the chick from yeah. Commando who he steals her car and rips the seat out and stuff like that. She had yeah. a lot of that same vibe, and she ruined Commando for the bits that she was in it. So it's funny we mentioned Vanity being shit because I read a review from Roger Ebert about this movie. He loved it, didn't he? He gave it a terrible review, but he said she was the best part of it. <laughs> and I was like, "Hang on, we watched the same movie." <laughs> I thought he was he new movie. Oh, Roger! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, that's Roger. not a feather in his cap. That one, Jesus! <laughs> no. no. Look, the action scenes work well for this type of movie. Yeah. You know, Baxley knows his way. Say what you want about Baxley. He has absolutely no idea about plot mechanics or or, or anything like that. But, but he, he didn't write it. He, so knows, how to blow, he knows how to blow things up. Yeah. And I he does it well. 
I actually one of the things I noticed was in that that scene where where there's busts out on foot to chase the cab. I thought, hang on a minute, fuck. When Carl Weathers is supposed to be running, he actually looks like he's running. So that's a that's a that's a point for yeah. him. But um, yeah, the, the the scene then just devolved into classic. Oh, Baxley. Mate. You know, two cars. They have a mind offender bed and yeah. they just explode. Oh, and then four other a, cars go up. It turns into a wall of fire behind yeah. him. And then, of course, I mean, without guns and explosions, you could not make a better ending to the scene for a Craig Baxley movie than to jump a car <laughs> and then have that car flip and drive into a building. In- inexplicably, <laughs> though, because it had about a 20-metre takeoff, and those New York taxis, I don't think, are Formula One cars. <laughs> Also, he just does a, a he unex, inexplicably also does a perfect flip over it. Uh, like that whole bit was just, he barely, <laughs> barely squealed the tyres and got up to about 180 kilometres an hour in about 30 metres to get that sort of air off that other car. It's, oh, frankly, that is my first dislike. That's what that I love. That fucking flip over the cab is just the most ridiculous uh, and dopiest thing I've ever seen. I mean, that, that's what I love about Craig Baxley. Logic and physics go out the window. <laughs> Gravity and, the whole and world. And Carl Weathers can jump a car and then that car can jump another car. Brilliant. <laughs> he didn't just it's jump genius. the car though. He did a perfect like flip at the same time. Instead of just like jumping over it, he did like a but perfect. The way it's, even the way it's directed, it just looks like shit. You know what <laughs> supposed to swallow, he did a full flip. And then cleared the car by It should be a dislike, but I was laughing so hard that it, it just cannot be a dislike. What about you all? I loved it. The bit that sold it is Carl Weathers' so Oscar funny. reel at the start of it when he's like, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Completely out of nowhere. He's he just got thrown like off the roof of the car. Child, he's not even a little bit shaken up. And he just starts yelling at the car to sprint at him. I, I, was it his plan to get the taxi to flip off that other little piece of shit? It was because the guy was going to shoot him and he's going, don't shoot me, don't be a pussy. It's like, come on. <laughs> These yeah. guys are professionals. Yeah, Surely yeah. they would just shoot you. Yeah, I would imagine so. Was that guy supposed but to that... be Malcolm X too, by the way? He had a d- distinctive Malcolm X look going on with those <laughs> yeah, glasses. Yeah, he did. I, I, I swear I've seen him too. He looked familiar. I don't know what he was in. but Oh, mate, you've heard the movie. They all look well. the same to me. Yeah. But I mean, you cannot dislike the fact that he jumped a, jumped over a car and then the car, you know, inexplicably flipped over. No, we can't. When the very first thing we hear about him is you nearly tore a bloke's arm off. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. You knew it was coming. But yet, yet his quite quip, quippable lord is he had a spare. <laughs> uh, my note about Come that was. on, Carl. My, yeah, my note was so you nearly tore the boy's arm off, so he had a spare. I love Craig Baxter movies. <laughs> Basically, love everything about it. But the way that scene plays out with the taxi is you get a minor fender bend, a massive explosion, you get five other cars go up. That's basically what 21 Jump Street was taking the piss out. Yeah, of course. Any other likes in the realm? I mean, I'm assuming you've got a few, Jared. Oh, I've got a few. Um, I actually really liked the last fight scene. Although it's totally, you know, it's totally stupid to drop the guns and, and fight. They'd already set that up. As you said, you know, the previous scenes, they they had a, a scene for, for barely no reason other other than to show Craig T. Nelson doing a WWE bad guy move yeah, when, on they're, the, when they're, yeah, they're kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah, and then he does the smiles and helps him up and breaks his arm instead. So then when you get to that fight scene and they drop the guns finally, you think, was it ever going to go any other way? Yeah. And then when they start blowing, it actually looks kind of good. They actually look like they're just sort of going back and forth and built the shit out of each other. 
and set up, you know, another callback line that you've you've planted half a movie ago. Oh, now you've pissed me off. Yeah, I'm just basically going to punch your face off. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't have any issues with Craig T Nelson as a ninja then because that was a little bit of. Yeah, a I don't think it was Craig T Nelson doing the kicks. You don't think? No, no. Hang on, no. What? Hang on. Cut. It obviously was. He's fairly tall, probably, you know, limbered up and sort of let loose. <laughs> it was basically shots over his shoulder and then, then just a weird <laughs> leg flying past Weathers' face. It wasn't even Nelson moving. It was hilarious. The funniest part of it, though, the funniest part That's of it what I was love. Nelson's reaction. We never saw a front-on shot of Nelson doing a kick. Yeah, the funniest part of it was, like, Nelson's reactions to being hit, though, too. Like, the faces he was yeah, pulling like, when he was supposed to And then not only that, but his hair, because, you know, his hair was carefully done to sort of cover up the fact that he was balding, yeah. it started to sort of break out and sort of flick out and look a little <laughs> bit like Hulk Hogan when he used to get his yeah. bandana taken off with a ball patch and sort of on his way. <laughs> Again, totally stupid, but look, I was laughing. Nelson's having it up to the max too as a villain. Yeah, look, all he does the whole movie is just put on that unshakable, arrogant, yeah, dickhead sort of Yeah, mixed persona. in with a moustache twirl. Yeah, yeah, pretty but, much. But this, but that. I, I guess that's the thing about a guy like Nelson, who's who's been around. He knows that that's that's what you got to do in a movie like this. That was all. It was you can't involved. take it seriously because, quite frankly, if you're you're the villain, you're trying to take it seriously. And meanwhile, Carl Weathers is flipping over. <laughs> right. Well, I'm, it's I'm, not while we're talking about taking things seriously, I'm going to throw in a like here for the uh, the successor to the Tommy Morrison mullet race. Uh, the bloke. <laughs> In the special forces team, who looks like he's out of poison, that oh mate, that is the best like mullet Bill in the history Paxton. of mullets. I don't think that'll he be looks beat. Like, he looks like Bill Paxton with a poison era wig on. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> brutally awesome. amazing. He's got the big puffy fringe <laughs> that looks like a, a firework going off, and then just all party down the back. It's amazing. <laughs> He makes Morrison's look like a crew that cut. Is a, that's a New Year's Eve party at the back. Yeah. He's pretty yeah, unbelievable. It's impressive. Yeah, it's Sydney Harbour Bridge fireworks at the back. It's, <laughs> it's out of here. <laughs> it's Brian Libby also pops up in that group from Silent Rage. <laughs> He's the guy with the, oh, the big knives. Oh, it's the who, who, who's, it's a who's who, mate. It's a who's who. Yeah, shit. That's him. The bad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not the Moulay wearer, but the yeah. Moulay guy yeah, yeah, is also someone I've seen before. Yes. Without yes. a Moulay, so I probably would recognise him. I don't think there's yeah. a person in this movie I haven't seen before in another shit movie, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty obvious that they just... Oh, I met this bloke. Uh, he's black. We'll put him in there, and this bloke's an Asian. We'll get him. <laughs> and this bloke's got a mullet, so we'll grab him. Carl's not available yeah, for Die Hard, um, so we'll get this other bloke. In all, serious, no, in all seriousness, though, that was probably one of the better things about it, was that it was... Uh, well, it was attempting to be a sort of fairly big movie hmm. that actually casts black guys as the major characters. Yeah. Which, to be honest, you still don't see a hell of a lot. Come on, no. Come on mate. Falcon's still pretty a... major now, isn't he? And, and, uh, no, that's it. Falcon Rising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you still get these these issues with like Hollywood whitewashing, but this one's completely the opposite. Yeah. The white guy's the, the villain. The hero's a black guy. The, the head of the police is a, ba- a black guy. The guys that help him out and do the job at the end is sort of a mix. Yeah. Like, I think it was good. But there's also, I, you probably, I don't know if you noticed, but you know the big guy? I, yeah. I started laughing when I heard it because at the time, obviously the 80s, Muslims weren't, weren't the bad guys in every, every fucking, you know. Yeah, it was his, it was his Action movie and things like Muslim. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm peaceful because I'm Muslim. And I started laughing thinking that 
Someone, some idiot would cut that out today. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny how things have. I actually didn't changed. mind that character either. I thought that was kind of funny. The yeah, little, yeah. Um, tater tape between them. Oh, and yeah. He punches him in the face and he just looks at him like, yeah, I bet you you're just going to whack me into the wall, aren't you? And he's like, oh, yeah. about it. I quite like that. The only thing was probably my biggest dislike of the movie was his Mr. Ed line. Could have done without that oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that? I, I'm Mr. Ed. What? I didn't get that at all. Oh, Christ almighty. I don't think a lot of the dialogue sort of went. I, Look, I, I, I really hope they didn't name him Ed just so they could make the play on the yeah, on Mr. Ed. have. But fuck. He's just he's jumping, did, the, he's jumping up from the, like down through the ceiling and just yells it out. I, I, I was just shaking my head at that point. I just had no idea what, what that was referencing. Um, can anyone explain? And maybe Mr. I missed Ed. it. Maybe I missed it. But why were they using the little guy that um, was afraid of Jackson? Is there a reason why oh. he'd been uh, sort of roped into the, the sort of the party? Well, I just thought it was just for a chance at a bit of comedy. Oh, no, I know. Opened up a couple of scenes with so, him. So there was no comments about, are we doing it so you can get parole or something? Oh, like that? No, no. no there was, was nothing. Just... He just turned up at the party and I went, why is that dude here? He's scared of yeah. this bloke and that's it. So, yeah. yeah. Why is he helping Jackson out? I yeah. don't get it. I thought it was kind of amusing at the hotel when he turned out to be the one like delivering the yeah, yeah the, deliver of the breakfast, but then it was just sort of like, yeah. Well, why is he here? Why it was is basically he here? like, oh, well, he's a character that we've had around for the last 40 minutes, so we would refer But it was, to it was just sort of, you know, scaring him straight. It actually, yeah, run, I think that it was, actually reminded me a little bit of the uh, the pieces bit with, uh, the, you know, the student helping the police out. This guy's a felon and he's helping the police uh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's just no explanation for it and there's no reason for it, but, hey, we just got to go with it because it's a shit movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> Dis, from, from a dislike standpoint, I don't know if anyone else has got any other likes they want to throw in. No, I think we think we can. <clears throat> we talked about quips and we talked about you know stuff that was pretty funny in the dialogue, but it was also quite um, quip heavy. It sort of yeah. felt like each section was trying to get to a punchline in the in the dialogue. Yeah, I'd say it was. So a everything was supposed to end on a punchline. Yeah, I loved it for the first ten minutes. It's pretty jarring. Every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, yeah. The, the lines just stand out from the rest of the script like dogs balls, and they're just yeah for no reason. It's yeah. It could have been yeah. It could have been used a bit more spare, a bit more sparingly. I think that's probably one of the biggest issues with with Carl Weathers is you kind of you sort of rag on the performance a little bit, but his his entire the entire movie was delivering quips. He's got nothing yeah. to work. I mean, he's. He's got more quips in this movie than an Arnie had in, in a lot of his, I reckon. Like, yeah. And Arnie's the king of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think it, it could have been used a little more sparingly. My biggest dislike is this This movie is pure misogyny. Like, we talked about the misogyny in um, Last Boy Scout. This trumps Last Boy Scout by miles. I still haven't forgiven mm. you guys for doing that without me, by the way. That, that uh... Yeah. <laughs> That, that, we might that's have to do a retro mark on your uh, on your resume. That one that <coughs> I should have been involved. <laughs> but basically, women in these this, these movies uh, in this movie are treated piss poorly yeah. across the board. Well, they're trophies. Yeah. The dialogue consistently, yeah, it's not. yeah, it consistently calls back to women treated badly. Like yeah, you know, the fuck fest. We start with the fuck fest, yeah. and then the next scene, the detectives in talking to Bill Duke. Yep. He says, oh, they were both killed. They were working late. Turns out uh, they he wasn't slipping of the protein pickup. You know, like, basically he's rooting up. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, why is that necessary in that context? Yeah. Then we've got the prostitute being hassled by two cops. <laughs> that was pretty bad. And then by the time we meet Vanity, who's supposed to be, the, I guess, the, the hero 
female. Well, she ends up yeah, being, supposedly. But it's she, a pretty she's tough a drug girl. addict who, who strips off immediately. Yeah. And all she's doing um, is gagging for cock the whole time she's with him. She's just, come on, root me, root me, root me, root me. And he's like, yeah. No. It's, she yeah. She's got no other value. All she's basically, there for so. is to have sex with Carl Withers. Yeah. I mean, there would have been a quip in this. That would, I'm sure. But. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It's, yeah, it's clearly, I mean, it's a sign of the times. Yeah. It's really showing its age in that regard. And it, yeah, it doesn't it's an come indictment off very of well. the times, I would go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially like it, it was sort of. I remember like when we watched Rocky and we saw that you know that particular scene that was really bad. The scene, the scene, the scene. Um, from, from you here, watch here something like scene. yeah, you watch something like this, and collectively it adds up to something equally as bad, if not worse, because it happens a few times and it comes. I think there's points where even Jackson spouts a couple of lines that are just like fuck. Settle down, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, yeah, there's some really, really ordinary shit. Well, the Rocky one, we, yeah. we covered it a few times. It's, it, it felt like a miss uh, at something different, whereas this is, there's no question about what they're going for, and they get it, and it's bad. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Sharon Stone, who's supposed to be the, the wife of this this villain, but she's supposed to be you know, trying to help. Um, again, she's just in it to be get a gear off. She gets shot, uh, and, and they an end the scene with... They end the scene. Yeah, she's stupid. Then they end the scene with her naked, with a bullet hole in her, and the cops standing over her, going, "Oh, gee, she was a pretty one." Yeah, yeah. That's it's like that what, line was what really. What are we doing yeah. here, fellas? Yeah, I only, I, you don't see women this 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 good come around very often, and they're always dead or something like that. But she wasn't yeah, even, she wasn't even naked comment. when he shot her. I don't understand why, other than to get her tits out again, and that we already had that in the shower, in the steam room scene. So why did we yeah. have? Her naked with a bullet hole in the chest. I, I didn't get that at well, all. Well, it was just just adding up adding up to it. I suppose. I feel like yeah. the makeup guy put that in as a, a personal favour. He's like, look, I'd really have to put some na- ma- makeup <laughs> on her boobs. Can you just do this for me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was pretty pretty ordinary. A small dislike. A pair of balls in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a little bit unsavory, wasn't it? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> It was a bit unsavory that the cops seemed to know about it and hadn't acted on it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Oh, oh, these guys down, these guys down here at the bar are cutting people's nuts off. Don't worry about it. So. Yeah. The only other time I've seen that is in um, is in Planet Terror, and that speaks for itself because it's taken the piss out yeah. of all. Sort of was it a bag of testicles? Yeah, it was, a, it was. Well, I think it might have still been a jar, but it was a large jar. <laughs> Could have been a bag. I better go back and watch it again. My my problem with that was it's not. That's that's kind of a dislike because I kind of thought, what the hell is that coming from? But looking at that in comparison to what we talked about that we loved about the movie, which is that cheesy type of stuff, it's a total. It's it's at at odds with that. You've got the cheese of of Weathers and Co, and then you've got people having their balls cut off and putting jars and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit of a different like, tone. Where's that? Just a little bit. It's not even taken as a laugh. I couldn't even laugh at that. No. Yeah. And those blokes that actually like had had weathers all bailed up in that room, did they have like a were they going for a gay undertone with those guys? Is that why they went for dick and balls? Or, or like I don't understand what that vibe was in that room either. They were all a bit suspicious. I'm not too yeah. sure what they, were, what they were headed for there. It was yeah, obviously unsavory when they're trying to nut someone. But I just the whole vibe in that room. The main guy that you know couldn't speak English, and then the next bloke that had an English uh, had an accent. I, the way they were approaching him, like they were really attracted to him, but they wanted to cut his dick off. I, I wasn't. It was a really uncomfortable scene. Um, just for reference, that's Damon and Bobby Six Killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know who they are. The, just, the scene still doesn't play. 
I'd just yeah, like that. you just to apply some respect to those sort of fine. I would I would agree with you, Gibbo. I don't know whether it was intentional, but yeah, it, it I'm not sure what the vibe was supposed to be. Because again, it goes against the tone that we just established. And they're trying to it's almost like they're trying to shoehorn a bit of comedy into that scene as well, but it's not working at all because the opening part of that scene, we see a guy's testicles. <laughs> we can't laugh at that. I can hear Jared laughing at it. <laughs> I'm laughing at that. Yeah, I'm laughing at the sort of situation that it's got sort of Adam so fired up. That there was a set of balls in a jar. Uh, yeah, it's over the two over the top for my. Bit cringy. Um, I had I had a dislike in um. <laughs> In that, you know, we covered the sort of rules for being a cop who plays by your own rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Are you trying to tell me where this, uh, Action Jackson was outside of that? Uh, Action that Jackson handbook? was outside of it. And this is why the movie failed at the box office. Basically, he comes home to his apartment. Not only is he carrying a bag of groceries, presumably to, presumably to, to cook some fresh dinner instead of eating it out of an old takeaway box <laughs> or pizza yeah. box, but the apartment's clean. Yeah. That's fucking unacceptable. There needs to be at least 10 open bottles of alcohol strewn around the place and cigarettes. Yeah, and then to to boot, he's got a library. This is bullshit. This does not play in these sort of movies. Jackson was not only was an awesome cop, but he was a Harvard grad. He wasn't a Harvard law grad. Yeah, Yeah, and a bloody star athlete, yeah. Oh, come on. Um, So, yeah, I think they just, you know, he just needed to come home to a shitty shoebox apartment that was filthy and... And eight dinner this is why Lethal Weapons considered box. one of the greats. It's because Mel Gibson gets up in the morning in the raw in a trailer <laughs> that looks like a bomb hit it. He immediately drinks a beer. And takes a slash. And lights it, yeah, it takes a slash and lights a durry. Yeah. yeah. No yeah, wonder is, he's like the Steven king Seagal of the, the copper like plays by his own This has got Seagal written all over it. He might have been in on the screenwriting. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You had time to, to pursue a law degree whilst you were, you know. Doing your work on the athletic track and yeah, on his way and, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I love too is I always had to have him point out that his nickname was Action. Action. Did we right. notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's his name? Jericho. Times. Yeah, Jericho. Anything else? Any nicknames? Some people call me Action. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we got that the first time. As if you'd admit to that, because he, he actually a bunch of times clearly doesn't like the name, and then she asks him, and he goes, yeah, like, wouldn't you just go with uh, JJ, maybe? I don't know, something else. Yeah. You, and not one of them goes, nickname was Action. Not one of them Whoa. giggles and says, what a fucking stupid nickname. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie's called Action Jackson. I get it. <laughs> the guy's nickname is Action Jackson. Yeah, just in case you thought you'd wanted him to die hard by mistake or something. <laughs> He's against naps, basically, is what they're trying to tell us. Yeah, I just... It was just so stupid that it kept being shoved in there for, like, the first 40 minutes. Yeah. We had to find out, yes, it was Action Jackson. Yep. And the only good time they actually do it well is where he runs into Delaplane for the first time and he goes... What was that nickname used to be? Excitement or (laughs) something like that? Yeah, like that was the only good one where it kind of took the piss out of it. I actually, um, I had a dislike that was in a movie full of stupid moments. This one sort of stood out to me for some reason. But um, Robert Robert, uh, Davy, he is supposedly bloody super paranoid and locking himself in the... Locking himself in his apartment, but then gets a knock on the door at a, a immediately, <laughs> <laughs> immediately opens it, and he's kind of putting on a stupid smile, a la Matt Dillon in something about Mary. Yeah. He's kind of like smiling at him inside of the sheet, and I'm thinking, mate, 
if you are, you know, covering your tracks, not only is this supposed sort of stealthy assassin knocking up at the door, rocking up at the door in a FedEx uniform thinking that's going to work, but it does. And the, guy, <laughs> the guy's like smiling at him and sort of, oh, I They, they could have gone around that by having something. He was expecting a package or something. Yeah. Because... That, that's never covered, so it was not the door. I'm paranoid. I'm not opening the door for anyone. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even ask the I'm question, thinking, though. He just cracks it up. Hey, what's going on? Like, yeah, he doesn't oh, even look out the peephole, silly twat. A, a large box. I wasn't expecting that. Fuck, I'm glad you're here, mate. <laughs> the, look, the main dislike, apart from uh, the misogyny for me, is what we talked about at the start there, Gibbo, is the villain's plot just seems so overcomplicated and stupid. I, I couldn't really understand it, nor did I even care for it. Yeah. It had something to do with the unions. Yeah, I kind of still don't to, get it. I think it was about, what I got, it was something about the union trying to kill off blokes that were opposed to something that these people <laughs> were trying to put into place. So then they were putting their it own had to do with car manufacturing. And eventually going to elect the President of the United States out of this. Were they? Was, they were building a power base or something. Oh, for God's sake. Look, so this is it's the, a it's dislike a, because This is it where was... problems happen with action films. You make it too hard to understand yeah, and no, people look, lose interest. This one for me, it was a problem because when they did try to get into it, you were just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but the good thing is they understood exactly what this movie was and didn't do too much of it. Mm. They had a couple of bits of, I oh, will explain, explain the plot, but I think even then they thought, fuck, let's quickly just gloss over this because I don't even understand yeah. it. Um, so they didn't overdo it, but when it did come up, it was just like, "What the fuck are you? What are you talking about?" Yeah, you knew who the bad guy was, but you didn't have I don't have any idea about why he was doing what he was doing. Other than he yeah. gets a little spiel at the end where he says he wants to be the, the guy behind the guy, like the puppet master. But yeah. the guy makes cars. He's like he's not even in that <laughs> same realm. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I, if it's money you're after, you seem to be doing okay in that department. Yeah, how powerful like, do you really uh, need to be? Yeah, but I don't know. I got I got to say that another one was the uh the the name of the car, the Haley because it's right. like a comet. Haley's comet. Oh, oh yeah. What was and that? And that scene where he goes hot, hotter, hottest. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then all of these merchandise has just got Haley written across it like oh. That's got to be the worst. About, that, that's um, up there with the Lamborghini Jalpa for worst name for a car <laughs> ever. <laughs> I did enjoy prior to the prior to to the villain sort of spilling the plan. Before you kill Carl Weathers, you've got to take his shirt off and oil him up. Oh. <laughs> so he's standing there chained up, just in the correct position for him to be flexing his muscles. Yeah, those biceps didn't relax once in that scene. <laughs> like he's trying to break the chains the whole time, but not. He even comes up behind him and he flexes. Yeah, like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they came up with the explanation that this guy's going to be dressed as you. And then when they showed him again, I was like, oh yeah, that could fly. But you know. Maybe just buy a, a, a replica of the shirt or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't take his shirt. We don't need to take his shirt. It was a red polo shirt. Hey, that polo. was a deep V in the front, mate. Oh, yeah, Can't find true, those anywhere. True. That's a Jersey Shore I mean, let's shirt. Face that it, Taylor, mate. If he'd have, if that guy had worn anything else, people would have gone. That's not Action Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say though the uh, the the other scene where uh, Weathers has his shirt off too when he's in his apartment with uh, Vanity or whatever her stupid name was and he gets out of the shower ostensibly he's clearly oiled up there as well because there's no water beads he's just gleaming. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's just been in the shower. He looks like a diamond. Not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've just rigged the shower up to just spill baby oil basically. <laughs> um, I smell delightful and try and get a hold of me. Good luck. 
<laughs> yeah. Try and grab me. Come on. <laughs> grab my arm. Will Ferrell will be all over that. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, my very final one was uh, was the drug use. Much like Rocky's cure for communism is punching it, um, <laughs> the cure for drugs is simply watching Action Jackson punch people as well. Yeah. <laughs> she was cold turkey seen, in two days. Yeah, <laughs> you see Action Jackson punch the bad guy. I'm not a drug addict anymore. Yeah, yeah. I just love the, the turnaround, like the, the time frame that he gave her. Yeah, it was clear. It was one, maybe two days from start to finish where he basically despised her for being a junkie and then all of a sudden he's super hot on her because she decided she hasn't had drugs that day. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it's like <laughs> yeah. this big happy ending. It made no sense. It's like, come yeah. on, jeez. There should have been an um, end credit sequence with her going through the DTs. <laughs> and she's spewing and stuff and he's out. He's out. Oh, shit. Look, um, it's not really going to work out between us. <laughs> no, they, had, they had that scene where she said her, her, her teeth felt hollow and the back of her oh, head yeah. felt, I don't know, she had like three different symptoms and he just said, yeah, suck it up. And then she went cold yeah, turkey and right. she was done. So. I think it's um, what, what, what works for curing burner junkie is a baby oil shower. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you only to dive in there and get that sorted. Yeah. Sorted. Is that, is that everything in the dislike category? It is, but yeah, I just I just remembered a, a like that I had, and it's a specific scene. Uh, it's the old bloke who's the receptionist at the hotel. Oh, uh, yeah, the boxer. Yeah, yeah, or the ex-boxer. Yeah, the I can't remember who he referenced the name to you, had, but when he's watching the uh, Flintstones, and it, Fred's trying to get Dino to bite his hand, and the old bloke's there going, yeah, bite him, Dino, bite him, yeah. bite him. <laughs> and then he bites right. him, he goes, yeah. <laughs> I cracked up laughing. I lost my shit watching that scene. I don't know why. That whole yeah. scene, though, it, bite, bite him, bite him, Dino. Yeah. I thought that was he hilarious. Had the other, he had the other shining moment, too, in the sort of, in the, Big blue at the the mansion yeah. where um he does the, le- the he gets in with the lethal we- oh, I've forgotten his name already the lethal weapon uh, thug and he shuffles his feet before punching him in the face yes yeah, yeah. that was brilliant yeah. brilliant <laughs> pure eighties action movie genius yeah look how shiny my shoes are my feet are getting real fast come on <laughs> yeah, yeah that, look some of that stuff was good cheesy stuff though <clears throat> yeah it was a bit of a laugh that'll cover it for action Jackson. We're going to take one more break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about leading men who failed. We thought we'd go into a little bit of a discussion topic uh, based around this movie about leading men who kind of struggled um, or possibly shouldn't have been leading men. I think the gist of Action Jackson was it was really Carl Weathers' first opportunity in a in a lead role in what would be considered a big film. So they were hoping that he would become a star, I guess, from this, an action star. It didn't work out. Maybe not necessarily Carl's fault, but it didn't work out. And it's just interesting to see that even back then they were sort of trying to create leading men who possibly shouldn't have been doing it. Weathers was really good as Apollo Creed because he wasn't front and centre and he wasn't the main draw of the movie. Same with Predator. He was in an ensemble cast. I think putting him in the lead role ex- exposed his, his flaws as an actor. Would that be a fair assessment? Yes. Um, yeah, I think I think it's fair. <clears throat> I think 
uh, as I mentioned before, I think the combo of there's not really a lot there other than quips. That didn't help, but mm. I don't know, seeing this, whether he could have handled much more either, <laughs> to be honest. Because even he, though, he, even he, though I do love the bloke. He didn't go He didn't go anywhere after this. No. This movie essentially crueled his, his career, if yeah. you want to put it that way. I mean, the next time we saw him was in the Sandler flick. Well, yeah, he hasn't even really been... He never really dropped back into that role as second fiddle. With, but maybe that really was for, out of choice. Who knows? I guess I look at guys like, for instance, and, and you know, please uh, feel free to sort of uh, argue with me on this, but someone like Ryan Reynolds, he's been pushed into a leading man status that possibly isn't really... He hasn't been able to produce. The, the jury's got to be out on him at the moment, though, with Deadpool coming up. That's the only thing I'd say because... All of the stuff leading up to that looks pretty good to me, but up until this point, it's oh, yeah. stinkers. I mean, yeah. I think Deadpool is a legitimate opportunity for him to get back on top, but that's is, is that because he's a leading man or is it because it's a Marvel superhero property that helps push him forward? Because um, Deadpool is very well known in the, in the comic community, correct? Yeah, People well, have been sla- slavishly waiting for this. I think it's well-suited. Yeah, it's it's him like, in a superhero outfit. That's what helps. I think it's, it's similar to the Tony yeah. Stark for uh, Robert Downey Jr. thing. It just fits so perfectly. Um, yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. I think if you put, if you had to put Reynolds as Iron Man, for example, that movie wouldn't have hmm. wouldn't have been what it is. But um, I guess if but you're looking Reynolds at... might fit well in this one, but he I think... does. But if you're looking at Danny Junior, who fits perfectly as Iron Man, and I f- fully agree, but he can carry a movie on his own outside of this if he needed to. Well, to an extent, yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas I don't I think, think Reynolds, Reynolds can. Is, yeah, Reynolds is more. He relies on that humour. Yeah. Um, and I think he's tried to extend himself. He's had things like Barry that you were a big fan of. Yeah, I, I like Barry. I wasn't so big on it. I still haven't seen but it But it showed yet. he could act. He could He could act. It showed he could act. In, an, in, a, in a tough sort of role. It showed he could act a bit. But I think um, the point, I guess, is it's kind of like what you were it's, – it's basically what Bill Simmons said about Ryan Reynolds. It's, mm. it's just a bloke with no history of opening a, opening a film that gets – given the, the star tag, yeah. basically. And I think... Hollywood has a tendency to do this. Previously, you actually, you actually sort of had to earn it to a point. Like, they would try <laughs> with someone like a Carl Weathers because he had been in big movies. But to get to the, to the level that an Arnie or a Stallone had gotten to, you had to really prove yourself. So, I don't know. Reynolds, Reynolds seems to have gotten, like, chance after chance. If it was Reynolds in the days of Action Jackson, we he would have got one movie we wouldn't have seen him again. Yeah, yeah I, I well, don't know that that's necessarily... It's kind of lightning in a bottle for these, a lot of these guys. I think it's harder now, to be honest, to actually land that role because, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger can't act either, but he had a certain screen presence that got him over the line, whereas Ryan Reynolds is obviously a funny guy and he's a good-looking bloke. He's, he's obviously pretty well-built. I think that's the only reason he ever gets these sort of starts, but... His style doesn't really suit those sort of movies. Yeah. What I was talking about though was the dollars. Oh yeah. Reynolds has a history of not making money when he's when he's when he's leading films. Yeah, no, and well, remember with Schwarzenegger say his choice of the movies have been dog shit. I mean the yeah. Green Lantern stuff, Blade Trinity, like all of that stuff is just so he just came into the the wrong wrong time and with the wrong people. He got unlucky. He did get unlucky with a few of those too. <laughs> like apparently if you listen to um uh, Patton Oswalt talk about Blade Trinity, he just 
talks about how much of a shit fest it was and how the was director... He in it or was he... No, he was in it, I yeah. Think he, 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 he was in it, yeah. The, that helped out uh, the oh, yeah. Jessica Beale and, and Ryan Reynolds characters yeah. um, group. And he talks about, basically he said, I think he said Wesley Snipes was high the whole time and would only communicate with the director via post-it note and yeah. this sort of shit. So that's that's out of Reynolds's control. I actually thought he maybe wasn't a bad choice for Hal Jordan with well, the Green Lantern, but that was a stinker of it, like... The writing in that was terrible. As far as Blade Trinity goes, though, that's all right for Reynolds. That was a second-tier part. It wasn't the lead. It wasn't... But the problem was they actually made Blade a second-tier part as well. It was almost like it was like each... Those three characters all had similar screen yeah, time and yeah. similar moments, yeah. and it was, it was kind of pretty. Like, yeah, it was pretty clear they were trying to elevate yeah. the Reynolds, and, and yeah. that was a mistake. Yeah, but um, but Green Lantern was not his fault. Um, I don't think he was good in it, but it was just terrible all around. Like it was. A I, I think I, I guess I look at it this way, Gibbo, and I hear what you're saying about Schwarzenegger. He's not a great actor, never has been, but Arnie paid his dues. He slowly built. His box office. Yeah, but by okay. being in shit He's, movies, then he lucked out with yeah, Terminator. That's right. They were shit movies. But what I mean is he slowly built an ability to get bums on seats. And so with every movie that made more money, his paycheck went up. Yeah. Mm. Now, Ryan Reynolds, on the other hand, has been handed big paychecks because Hollywood wants him to be a star. Yeah. That's essentially what yeah, they're trying to Bill Simmons it. was saying. Yeah. They want him to be a star. I like Ryan Reynolds. Have you guys seen, really uh, have you seen Safe, like Safe House with De- he and Denzel? Yeah, I have. I actually like um, that. Yeah, that's not bad because Denzel's carrying. We're not there to see Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, most I, people who went and saw it went to see Denzel Washington. I agree. I, agree. I don't think he gets. It. I don't think he gets outshone by him. Though is what I'd say. I don't. I don't think it's one of no. those ones where Denzel just looks like uh, a totally different tier. I think, like I think Ryan Reynolds could be decent if the cast around him and the movie around him is actually decent. I think he's just had some shit luck. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. not. Well, he's, not, he's, not of... he's not awesome by any stretch, but. I think he's just had think a terrible run of luck and uh, yeah. picking the wrong movies. And I, I, I think I that's part it. of the point, though. I think part of the part of the problem for him is it's not something personal about Reynolds and his acting ability. I quite like the bloke. Yeah, and he can. He cannot. Uh, it's seemingly he cannot make money as as the main man. That's that's what the the track record suggests with all these movies that he's led. They just haven't made any money. I, I reckon Deadpool is almost guaranteed to turn oh, no, that around. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe we'll get to see whether it's whether he just needed it needed like what you were saying the the right movie and the right people around him because um, everyone had their misfires but the thing about you know the Stallones and the Arnies or whatever was they had even Stallone even now is still proving this fucking uncanny ability to to make big movies hmm. like but the Expendables and shit like that even though at, they're not great movies you know another name that crops up for me is Chris Hemsworth. I like Hemsworth. I really do. He's an Aussie. I like him. I think he's really good as Thor. I think he's come a long way. But outside of Thor, his movies have gone nowhere. He because he is the star. Yeah, and I love. Nobody Rush, wants to see Chris Hemsworth. Rush is good, but it made no money. Just talking from a superficial perspective of yeah. purely money. Yeah, because yeah, I agree that some of these movies are, are shrewd choices from a yeah. perspective of. I want to work with Ron Howard. Yeah. It's a biopic. It's a good move. Well, I mean, shit, even uh, he didn't lead it, but something like Cabin in the Woods didn't actually do all that well. Yeah. Um, and he was the the most recent one with The Whale, The Heart and the Sea, was a big oh, budget bombed badly, blockbuster that they put his name at the top. Colin Farrell's another one. You know, we've, we've tried time and time again to give Colin Farrell 
top billing in these movies. Mm. He's and another one in the, He's another one in the Reynolds mold. I actually yeah. think I like Reynolds, him as an actor. Can act. But yeah, it's. I mean, I look at something like Phone Booth, and that's a that's a really really good performance, and he made that made some money, but it, after that. It just blew up on him. Yeah. yeah. Then you got then you got Alexander and SWAT and uh, yeah. all that shit. Miami Vice. Yeah, Miami Vice was atrocious. <laughs> do, 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 do you? I mean, Gibbo, yeah, being a, a bit of an action fan, who, who are your established guys? Like, do you do you go to an action film for a star because they're at the top of the 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 poster, or are you more of a I like the idea? I feel like the movies are more the characters now than, than the actual action stars so much. You've, the, the action stars now tend to be the B-grade guys, uh, like your Jason Statham's and those guys, which, I mean, I, I love Jason Statham movies, but they're all the exact same movie unless he's in a specific vehicle that's not a Jason Statham movie, uh, like the Fast uh, mm. series and stuff like that. But I feel like mm. you know, Fast and the Furious, you, uh, Terminators, all that sort of stuff, are the, they're sort of the stars now more than the people in them so much. Um, yeah. and all Especially those comic book movies. The comic book movies are exactly what you're saying. There. Yeah, like, exactly. You're not going to see the person in it. You're going to see the Flash or Batman or no, well, no one's going to see the Flash except a few of us. But yeah. <laughs> Batman or Superman. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, um, it doesn't matter who who's playing Batman at this point. You know, people will go watch Ben Affleck do it, or they'll go and watch uh, uh, yeah. Christian Bale do it, or Bale, you know, all that yeah. stuff. It's it's kind of like the movie stars more saying, than uh, in the eighties. And no one's rushing out to see Batman because Christian Bale was Batman. No, no. Exactly it was, right. had nothing to do with Christian Bale. I thought Christian Bale was really good as Batman and it was a really good choice, but you could have put Jared in the suit. Jesus, I that's filled a it out quite And nicely. people would have gone and seen it. Hey, it's rubbery. It wouldn't have shown all me sort of Muscular. faults around give us, your, give us your Batman voice, Coxie. Um, uh, yeah, got none. <laughs> Don't have one. <laughs> I guess... N- you take away all the, you take away all the um, superhero fl- flicks, which of. There are a hell of a lot of. Mm-hmm. How many people actually guaranteed money in the box office? Mm. Probably There's no one. No. Uh, except, look, Denzel Washington's got a pretty good record, considering The Equalizer, which is a, a, a revenge flick, yeah. still did really good business. Well, he and Liam and, Neeson and, are in the same sort of boat at this point, I'd say. Yeah. They know that this people want to see me do this. So people will turn, no matter how shit these movies yeah. are, they'll come and see it. Even in that action realm, you're not you're not going to the movies to get those those ones much anymore. No, there's only one bloke that I'll sort of go and see in just about anything, and that's The Rock. Yeah, and that's because yeah. I I'd say he's the closest to the eighties action star at this point. Yeah. yeah, and even his movies aren't really ticking the boxes sometimes for me, but they're just the closest thing. Yeah. Other than that, other than that, the, the ones that I want to see are, are the ones that are going, I'm going to find on DVD and that, like The Raid. Yeah. Because you look again, The Rock fits the action stereotype. That's his wheelhouse as an actor too. You know, yeah. he is an action star. Neeson and, and Washington, if they chose to, you know, they're in their 50s and 60s, all right, well, I'll go and do period dramas or quality stuff because they can. That's 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 what they came up on. The action stuff is just a little side thing they've been doing for five years. Yeah, well, that's where they so, cast their checks, really. Yeah, that they they, they asked. I mean, Neeson taking three is fucking terrible. Yeah. Mm. But the guy gets a twenty million dollar pay packet. He knows where his bread buttered. I, you know, I he knows. Oh, yeah, and I turned up. <laughs> <laughs> I turned up for that, uh, yeah, and it's yeah. because. We know what we're going to get, and from Liam Neeson's perspective, he knows someone's going to give me 20 million bucks for three months' work. Yeah. 
Hey, but right. at least he went and did and among the two. Hollywood stars. Babylon will be making yeah, yeah, dick jokes. Yeah, yeah. No, Hollywood Babylon will be making gags about his dick well. for another three years. Sorry, Gibbo, I didn't hear that. Mate. Oh, sorry, we'll I was just saying uh, about Liam Neeson going to do Walk Among the Tombstones and uh, Nonstop, which are both completely different movies to Taken. Mm. Yeah, if, oh, if you can't get my sarcasm in many different movies. ways, so many different ways. They're exactly the same movie. It's like Taken yeah. five, uh, four and five. Yeah, like and, his, and his jacket's a different color. Yeah. And that's it. Um, Run All Night was another one. <laughs> Run All Night was the one that came out recently. Yes. it was just the same. Same movie. Yep. And to me, when you want a leading man. To put bums on seats, in a way, you probably can't. You probably can't go past Tom Cruise or Colin Firth. <laughs> Colin Firth, <laughs> um, yeah, Cruise still does the Cruise job. Cruise is still able to do it. I just still, I can't get over him being a being a toyker, but we has, he hasn't made headlines for doing that for a little while. So, but yeah, I mean, Neeson seems like a, a really, really great choice for it. You can see why he's gone pretty well in in that. Uh, in those sort of movies is because he can obviously do the the action stuff or has you know convinced everyone that he can do it with one he's line, he's, he's, um, he's stunt man he's double can do it <laughs> um, but he can also act yeah. yeah you know he cut his chops as an actor he's not an action man I'd go so, so far as to say like you said it's just uh, cash in the check the choreographer and the director and the, the cinematographer are the stars of those movies because there's no yeah. way Liam Neeson's doing 90% of that shit but you honestly know, he has, he's convinced Neeson. everyone he's a hard ass by saying I will find you yeah, and I will yeah, kill you. Yeah. And now everyone's like, fuck, Liam Neeson action movie. Nah, yeah. That's got nothing to do with these, those movies. It's got to do with the size of his cock. Oh, of course, yeah. Calling yeah. <laughs> 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 a legend. The, the thing about Ryan Reynolds and, and you know, coming back to Reynolds, and, and there was a few other names on the list when I, I looked at it, guys like Josh Hartnett and you know Jude Law's another one. They've sort of been given this, I guess it's a key to the city. You haven't really earned your, your stripes. You've been given... Blockbuster opportunity straight off the bat. Yeah. And it hasn't worked out. And I think that's the reason why it hasn't worked out. That Hollywood hasn't understood that these guys need to work their way up. Well, yeah. if we're going to go down that route, then we've got to talk about Sam Worthington. Yeah, yeah Worthington was yeah, another name that came up. He was just handed what is now the biggest movie of all time. And then everyone went, Jesus Christ, this guy's an amazing talent, even though he was CGI in 99% of the movie. And they handed him Terminator and they handed him. You know, pretty much every movie um, that in that Crash, year. Was it um, Wrath of the Titans? Yeah, Wrath of the Titans, Crash of the, Crash Titans. Of the, Clash of the Titans, both of those. They basically just handed him all these movies and then at the end of the year everyone went, oh, that was a bit fucked. He can't act at all. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously he's Australian, so it's terrible for me to say that, but he, the bloke's not good and he can't carry a movie. He just lucked out with Avatar. Yeah. Look, I think, again, Worthington's a decent character actor, but he's not a leading man. No. It doesn't. It doesn't work like that. Apparently, yeah. Cameron's, um, I hate Cameron's to say, just I think wringing it, his hands now, trying to figure out how to get rid I of think it's, um, out of uh, the other sequels. I think it's ha- happening with um, Jai Courtney now too. Hundred percent. Yeah, he never, he never really, he never really made made waves in the in the dollars department and never led a movie. But then he got handed all those movies, and everybody seems to hate him. I don't, yeah. I don't hate him. I don't but hate everybody him seems either, to hate the bloke. And it's the same with uh, Worthington. I don't dislike Sam Worthington either. I think, I think. Um, in the right movie and some of the right roles, he's very good. Yeah, he's fine. but it's exactly what um, Gibbo said too. Like no one was going to see Genesis to see Jai Courtney. They were mm. seeing it because it was a Terminator movie, and a lot of people were majorly disappointed with it. And, and, and the people weren't even going to Genesis to see Arnie. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Gibbo's hit the nail on the head. The property, the Terminator, is what gets people in the door. It's got nothing to do with Arnie even anymore. Well, no, because it was, it was the Terminator and it was the Khaleesi for that one because of all the Game of Thrones buzz that uh, 
uh, Alicia Clark had. So, yeah, yeah, Amelia, Olivia Clark, yeah, yeah. Amelia, Amelia. <laughs> Is it, get that's your Milo. It's a, a name that starts with <laughs> that's A. That's your Milo. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, that's your Milo. Vince uh, Viglia. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't mispronouncing it. That was just me being stupid. Yeah. Say his name for yeah, us, Daddy. Look. Milo. Milo Ventimiglia. Yay! Hey. Yeah, I'm on board. 2016, <laughs> I've loosened the tongue. <laughs> look, I think Deadpool, I've got high hopes for it. The trailer looked really good. And I do like Reynolds, and I think this is a, a way to turn it around. But what I notice in this day and age is you need to get a superhero property, and you just live off the superhero property. Yeah. Like, you make ten movies with Marvel, and you make ten other turds that no one goes and sees, but no one cares. Yeah. Well, unless you're bloody Fantastic Four, you can't live off that, can you? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> they tried that again they tried and that again. flopped. I've got, uh, I've got a couple of other oh. names here. Can, can we throw Shaquille O'Neal in the, uh, in the, in the, in the line-up here for failed action stars? <laughs> yeah, well, Christ. kind of. He was sort of handed it because of his sporting prowess, but you're right. How does he get movie roles <laughs> when he can't act for to save his life? Uh, and he wasn't an actor. Obviously a favourite of you guys too, Brian Bosworth. Genius. Bozzy, yeah. Baxley and Bosworth, what a combo. And I think I might have brought that up during the Stone Cold one, was why would you green light this sort of movie for, you know, you give $15 million to a guy like Bosworth? And your your comment was he had heat, you know, like he, he was sort of hot in the entertainment world from his sporting background. Mm. Yeah. And it just kind of drew people in. They thought maybe some box office here. Yeah, and that was the, that was the only thing that, like, I don't know how they decided that that would translate into ticket sales, but... That seemed seemingly how he got it. Mm. Do you guys remember that huge uh, launch of a new up-and-coming franchise called I Am Number Four with Alex Pettifer? Yeah. I do. Whatever happened yeah, to that? Yeah, but Pettifer, they reckon, they reckon Pettifer shot himself in the foot by acting like a bit of a prick. Yeah, oh, was he? Because yeah. I, I, I haven't heard much about him. I know he did a, a, some kind of Beauty and the Beast weirdo sort of you know, yeah. high school transition thing. and then Supposedly he, him and um, Channing Tatum you can get on. In Magic Mike. Okay, yeah, that was the other thing I saw him in was Magic Mike because he's not in the second yeah. one, I don't think. No, he's not. Supposedly, um, Tatum took took a dislike to him or something along those lines. Oh, yeah, that's um, what I heard too. Like, the movie sucked. I actually saw the movie I for some reason, but the movie sucked and he, yeah, he's another one of these bloody cautionary tales of if you get a break, I could at least show some appreciation to somebody because yeah. <laughs> they'll get you off the movies pretty quick if you don't. And, that, and that's the, that's the disappointing thing about a Ryan Reynolds or a um, Sam Worthington or a Colin Farrell. They haven't really pissed anyone off that we know of. Oh, I think Worthington has. Yeah, Worthington's uh, getting a bad rap across the... Yeah, uh, he's starting to. Yeah. But basically, they were just pushed into the limelight and into the lead role too early, I think. Yeah. Yep. That was just essentially where you go, where that went wrong with some of them. And I mean, some people will never open open a movie. Some people will be career character this bloke's, actors. This bloke's great to fill out your lineup, basically. So what about- See, I like a guy like a Kevin Bacon, say, so oh. to speak. Kevin Bacon. Bacon sizzles old, in every Bacon, video, <laughs> <mate>. <laughs> Bacon <laughs> sizzles. Old speedo stickers. Bacon, Bacon sizzles um, in every role he's in. But look at Bacon. He was a he was a sort of a teen heartthrob at Footloose, but I think he realised that he wasn't carrying films, so he became a character actor who is a very good character actor, and people go looking for him to to be in big decent movies. What about Hollow? Now Cash is. Well, he, <laughs> even then, he still wasn't. Let's believed. forget about that one. 
Yeah, yeah, now cash is checks, making jokes about it. <laughs> making eggs. jokes about eggs. <laughs> eggs and bacon and um, <laughs> doing spiels about blokes needing to get their pants off in movies more. Yeah. Love it. Uh, can I get thoughts on Taylor Kitsch? I think, I'd, I'd say he's one of the ones with the jury's out at the moment because he's had some stinkers, uh, like Battle Battle. Ooh. You know what? And John Carter, but he's, I, he's I'm a big fan of his too. from Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I really I really liked him in Friday Night Lights, and I thought he was really good. But again, why is he why is he headlining after being in Friday Night Lights and nothing else? Why is he suddenly headlining to $200 million movies? Yeah. yeah. I actually read a whole I actually read a whole book on the John Carter fiasco. Yeah. Um, and I actually saw it, and it's not a bad movie. It's a, another, you know, sort of three out of five effort, but it's a kind of, it's quite an enjoyable movie, and I don't think he's too bad. But the budget on that just went absolutely out of control. Yeah, well, I mean, it was up against Avatar too, which didn't help because it was basically a poor man's yeah. Avatar, just done way more poorly, so... But, I mean, why on earth are you are you putting that much money into John Carter? Like, I get the history of John Carter and how all these but great it's not, science it doesn't fiction translate to today. Like from you... it. But, yeah, it doesn't translate to today. There wasn't there wasn't that many people clamouring to see it. There was a small small section of Edgar Rice Burroughs fans that wanted to see it. But, yeah, you're putting him in the lead, so it's not a star, and you're, you're spending 200 I think it was even more. You could have like spent $50 million and put him in the lead. And it would have been okay. Yeah, it I think what happened okay. with that was um, the bloke that did Finding Nemo and Stanton. Uh, yeah, Stanton. he had another one. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, I but think, um, no. he had two of those Pixar movies, so they gave him Incredibles. No, uh, no, no, no it was not Brad Bird. Yeah, no. I can't remember what he had, but Finding Nemo was one of them, I think. And they gave him the reins, and the money just kept going and going and going on the strength of him more than anything. But yeah, then Disney also gave up on it. Which yeah, well, the, the yeah, marketing campaign before it came out famously shit for that movie. Just even just calling yeah. it John Carter, no one had a fucking clue what John Carter was, and it's yeah, not exactly. the sort of name yeah. that makes you go, "Geez, I really want to go watch that." Like it could have been "Man from Earth Goes Out of Space," and it would have been at least something that people could figure out what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. That's well, a, that's, think, a, that's a whole podcast on its own. That one. Well, <laughs> to, to just sort of put an end to the discussion, I just think that it's a, it's it's kind of a cautionary tale. Both sides of the coin, though, Hollywood needs to sometimes learn that spending massive amounts of money on untested people is not going to always going to hit. And even looking at something like Lone Ranger, that had a, a known, like a well-known star, who they were expecting to bank their money on, and it failed. Yeah, Army Hammer. Yeah, good on him. And that, <laughs> and that proves that even the guys who supposedly can put bums on seats don't do it all the time. Who'd have, who'd have thought that a raven on your head would turn people away? Yeah, no surprises there. What about the, the what about the Taylor Lautner bus? Are we going to get on that one or get off? Oh, look, oh, maybe guys. a quick discussion about Taylor, but no, no, we don't need to. Guy, do that. You know what? He seems like a nice enough guy, but he's just not a very good actor. Yeah, well, actually, like I kind of feel for him because he got he got the the big break with Twilight. And he seemed like, as you said, I've seen him in interviews and, and you know, heard a little bit about the bloke, and he seems like a genuinely good good bloke. But, by Christ, he's in the wrong business. Yeah. He, he's terrible. And I've, after seeing The Ridiculous Six, his career might be finished. Oh, so. That's the only reason I brought him up again, Coxie, just because of his... Yeah, I know. I got, I got what you were saying, but then I was so... I cringed so much, I had to say something about it. Yeah. yeah. So well, bad. I, I think that'll end the discussion and our... Talk about Action Jackson. Uh, Gibbo, thanks again, mate. 
for being involved. Try and keep me away. Uh, we really appreciate it. <laughs> you obviously are we'll trying, but one... it's not working. Yeah. We'll get to a good movie with you, mate. No, you well, don't worry about you know, it. If Hurricane Smith had to come through, that might have done the job. Yeah, we wouldn't right. have heard from What about yet? Dangerous Passion? We should have done that as a double header with, uh, oh, with man, Carl Weathers. Fuck. That was his <laughs> next movie after this. Yeah, Jesus, he started. All right, we'll take our last break and then uh, come back and let everyone know what we're going to cover next episode. You looking for me? Barbecue, huh? How do you like your ribs? Next week's our first milestone episode on the Thrill Me podcast. It's our 50th, and we've decided to cover John Carpenter's 1982 thriller, The Thing. Quick shout-out to Jamie and Alastair, who contacted us over the Christmas period just to give us a bit of feedback. We really appreciate it. If you do want to get in touch with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Until next week for our big 50th episode, take it easy and we'll catch up with you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me or one word or lowercase at iinet.net.au.